Hello and welcome to Is This a Safe Space? I missed you guys so much. Anyway, um, I am your hostess with the most and fearless leader, Ashley. If you're new here, there are three things you should know about me. Recent widow, solo dolo mom, and badass bitch. All right, you guys, I don't think this episode is going to be very long, but go ahead and get you a drink, pull up a chair, come on in the room. I'm not going to hold you. All right. So boom, I'm going to jump right into it. So boom. The last guy that I talked to you guys about was Michael, right? And we all know how that worked out. Um, I haven't heard from him, which is great. I didn't want to hear from him anymore, so I haven't heard from him anymore. Okay. Um, After Michael, I had basically decided, like, I was like, I wave the white flag. I surrender. Um, And I know that that sounds really dramatic, but what I meant was, is I'm done actively, trying to find a man to date. I don't want to do it actively anymore. I want it to be organic. I want it to happen organically and naturally. I want to be out with my friends or out by myself. And I want a man to come up to me and be like, you know what? I like your style. I think you kind of fly. You're beautiful. Here's my phone number. I want to get together with you. I want to go on a date. That's what I want. That's what I want to happen. So after Michael, I was just like, I'm over at this online thing, which I told y'all before. Online dating is like a dumpster fire, um, but it can be good for the ego. So I feel like if you're feeling kind of kind of down in the dumps as a woman, if you're feeling kind of down in the dumps and you need a real quick ego boost, please make an online dating profile. You do not have to talk to the guys on there, but please make an online dating profile because it will boost your ego and you will be back to feeling like, oh, I'm that bitch. Because you are. Anyway, I digress. So yeah, I just waved the white flag and was like, okay, I'm done. I want this to happen naturally. And it'll happen when it's going to happen. Right? Okay. So I, I was a part of a singles group on Facebook for, you know, where I live. And I didn't really like that. So what, so what some of the members of that group did is they made a single friends in the area. Um, in the area group on Facebook. So it's like a spinoff of the original group. And I like that group much better because it's not so gross. (laughs) The men aren't so like pressed to like get your number or, you know, it's a, it's a more relaxed setting for things to kind of like, it's a single friends. Like we're just friends. If something happens, something happens, but it's a friends group, right? Okay, perfect. So I was like, okay, I like this group. So a while ago, like a few months ago, I, um, I, there's somebody posted something about, you know, what is your belief system or like, you know, or something about have any, like, are you spiritual or have any spiritual, like paranormal type things ever happened to you? And, you know, I posted, you know, like that I have dream divination and, you know, I talked to a psychic and, um, that I believe in like mediums and tarot card readings and I carry crystals and like all this stuff. So there was a guy, I'm going to call him William. William, I noticed that William loved that comment, like my comment. I didn't think nothing of it, but I did. I mean, well, I checked his page. Like (laughs) I went to his page. Um, I went to his page and was like, oh, like, all right. He cute, cute. Okay. (laughs) So still didn't think anything of it. And I was just like, well, I'm not going to say anything to him. All he did was love my comment, right? Left it alone. So next thing I know, William sends me a friend request. Now, of course, 
of course I accepted it, right? I mean, he cute, cute, okay? So I accepted it, but he never said anything to me. Never, not, not one word. Occasionally, he would come on my page and he would like, he would love whatever I posted. Like he would love some things that I posted and he did it so seldomly. I can't even give you like an exact picture or post that he loved because he was just very random with, you know, with that. So um, I just, I noticed it every time he like, liked to love something on my page. I was like, oh, okay, so he is still around, but never really thought anything of it. Just noticed so the other day I was having a really hard day about my husband and I posted on my Facebook, I could really use a hug. So William slides in my DMs, honey. And he says, <laughs> say when and where, and I will give you the hug. The hug is yours. I got you. Right. So uh, I was like, oh, okay. So at first, no, I shouldn't say I was like, oh, okay. At first I was like, kind of like blowing him off and was just like, why would you do that? I'm a stranger. You do not know me. And we kept talking and I was like, okay, well, I'll keep it in mind or whatever. So we kept talking, kept talking, kept talking. Um, that whole, that was, that was actually Monday. That was just this past Monday. Um, and I don't know what came over me, but by Tuesday, honey, I was asking him to meet up with me so I could get my hug. We had very good conversation. The conversation was good. <laughs> so um, by Tuesday, I was telling him like, yeah, I want, I want a hug. So meet me here between this time and this time so that we can, I can get my hug. That um, one point on Monday when we were still texting or DMing, um, I said, okay, so what happens after we hug? Because not to be cynical and not to be skeptical and not to be like, I'm very, I really am a glass half full kind of person. I think that there's a lesson in everything. There is, there is, there's a, there's a lesson in everything and everything happens for me and not to me. But <laughs> with the men that have tried to talk to me since Joel died, I have become cynical and skeptical about what are your intentions with me? You know, like I'm not for casual sex. So we're done there. So I hope that's not your intention because you're not going to get it. Like I'm not for the game plan. So come, come correct or don't come at all. You know what I'm saying? So like I've become, even though I'm a hopeless romantic because I'm a, my Venus is in Pisces, which is exhausting because if you're if your Venus is in Pisces, seriously, you guys look up your birth chart. If your Venus is in Pisces, you are a die-hard, hopeless romantic. If your love life is not like a fairy tale, throw the whole fucking love life away. Like, and it sucks because nobody's love life is like a fairy tale. <laughs> so, but yes, I'm a Pisces Venus, so I'm a hopeless romantic. So the way that these guys were coming to me, I was just like, this is trash. Like this is actual literal garbage. Like seriously. So when I said, what are we going to like, we're, we're going to hug and then what? He said, we can hug, we can talk, we can laugh, we can cry. He said, we can just sit in silence, whatever you need to ease the pain of what you're going through. That's what we'll do. So I'm like, huh? Because I have yet to come across somebody <laughs> with that kind of energy. 
because even the childhood friend that I told you guys about a while ago, even he was on some sexual shit. Like he just, he was, even he was on some sexual shit. I let it like, you know, I didn't think too much of it because I was like, I've known you my whole life. So whatever. But also what I'm learning is, is that, and I've known this, but what I'm learning is, is that men are just sexual. They're either going to mention it at the beginning. They're going to mention it three months in. They're going to mention it six months in. They're going to mention it two weeks in. They're going to mention it. And what I was told by that spiritual dating coach that I talked to, what I was told was just don't say nothing back. Like just ignore it. And when if they try to talk to you about it and ask why you didn't say anything, just say, I don't have nothing to say. So, you know, just, just things that I'm learning, you know, you know, advice that I'm gathering. I'm new to this, not true to this. Um, so I was just very impressed that William did not mention sex because I promise you that I was like, he is going to say he wants to have sex. Like, watch, he's going to say after the hug, we can go get a drink or, and you know, blah, 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 blah. And that, I, that's just what I was preparing myself for. It's just what I was preparing myself for, but it didn't happen. So, and that was refreshing. So that's why I agreed. One of the, one of the many reasons why I agreed to meet up with him, the conversation was good. The conversation we got up, we were getting along very well. We were making each other laugh. And I was just enjoying myself. So that was Monday. By Tuesday, I was like, yeah, let's let's meet. Meet me here on Friday at this time. And he was like, you got it. So I was like, okay. We're still so Wednesday comes along and we're I got the digits and um he gave them to me. I did not ask for them. <laughs> he offered them to me. I am not in the habit of asking men for their phone numbers. I am a lady. I am the prize. And you're going to ask me for my number. So, and he did. Or no, I'm sorry. He did not ask me for my number. He gave me his. And even still, even when he gave me his, I still was like in his DMs. Like I would did not text him. So even when he gave me his phone number, I was like, oh, okay, here's mine. And then I kept DMing him and he was like, text me. And I was like, oh, okay. I was just waiting for permission. <laughs> so since Wednesday, we've been like actually texting, not in the DMs anymore, actually texting. So I'm talking to him. I'm telling him, you know, I'm apprehensive. I'm nervous. You know, I have butterflies and it's all true. You know, like I'm apprehensive because I don't know him. You know, um, I'm apprehensive because this is the first time I'm going to be one-on-one -on -one with a man who is not family in like 18 months. And, um, you know, I have butterflies because I'm super excited because, I mean, he cute and I like how he was talking to me and I want a hug, damn it. Like, so I was, I, that's why I had butterflies. So Friday rolls around. I am super nervous. I've talked to my friends about what's going on. I've told them, you know, like I'm gonna share my location. This is where we'll be. Um, I'm literally like telling, like texting my friends and being like, yo, I'm gonna throw up. Like, I am so scared. <laughs> I am going to vomit. <laughs> and they're just like, just breathe. It's, it's fine. It's fine. So I get to uh, the location where we were supposed to meet. I get there. A whole, okay. Oh, no, wait, let me back up. Hold up. Hold up. Let me put this wine down because this is this is like a whole thing. So we talk all day Wednesday, texting. Talk all day Thursday, texting. 
So Friday morning, I get up, I drop my kids off at school, drop my daughter off, my youngest, drop her off with my father-in-law or, you know, well, my father-in-law. And um, I go to, I had an appointment. So I went to my appointment, got to my appointment, 1045. He texts me and says, good morning, William. William texts me and says, good morning. Um, I'm in my appointment. So I was like, well, I'll text him when I'm done. Because when I'm done, I'll be on my way to meet him. So text him, good morning. Or I'm sorry, he texts me, good morning. I'm leaving out my appointment at 11.15. We're supposed to meet at 12. I text him at 11.15 and say, hey, good morning. I'm on my way back to the city where we live. I'm on my way back. Um, I'll see you in a little bit. So he texts me and says, what time? And I instantly was kind of like annoyed because I was like, what does he mean? What time? Like, we just, we discussed this. I told you what time we were supposed to meet up on Tuesday when we decided to meet up. (laughs) So I was like 12 and he said, are you on your way home? And I was like, no, I was like, I'm at an appointment. And he was like, no, but are you going home? I might be late. So I was just like, uh, okay. I was like, no, I'm going to go straight to the spot. And um, he didn't say anything. So I get to the spot, y'all, a whole 15 minutes. Like, well, no, it's not even a whole 15 minutes early. I told him on Tuesday when I originally set up the plan, when we originally talked about it, I said, let's meet between 1145 and 12. And on Friday, when he asked me, what time are we meeting? I said 12. But really, we were supposed to meet between 11.45 and 12. So I got there right on time. Like, I pulled up at 11.45. And I was just sitting in my car, y'all, rocking back and forth and breathing and listening to music and texting my friends, child. Like, just like, I'm going to throw up, y'all. I'm going to throw up. I'm telling you this. I'm just, my stomach is in knots. And it's been in knots for 24 hours. Let me tell y'all something. I was so nervous about this that I did not eat all day Thursday. I did not have a full meal all day Thursday. Friday morning, I had nothing, like nothing. Cause I was just like, I'm, if I put, I just had, was kept telling myself if I put something on my stomach, <laughs> I'm probably going to vomit. <laughs> but so I was just like, nope, nope, I'm not going to do it. So I didn't want to seem like overzealous. So I didn't text him when I was there at 1145. I waited until 12 and, you know, I got out of the car, walked to where we were supposed to meet. And I was like, hey, um, I'm here. How late are you going to be? That was at 12. He texted me at 1215 to say that he was going to be 20 more minutes. And I spazzed, spazzed, went clean off. Not, Not necessarily on him. I did have some words for him and we'll get to that in a minute. But in my head, I was just like, I fucking knew this was going to happen. Like I knew this was a setup. I shouldn't have come. I kept telling myself to cancel it and just so upset. Right. So I told him, um, I can't wait any longer. I have to go. And so I left. And as I, he was like, he said, okay, I apologize. And he sent me like a sad face. And I was just, I said, don't even worry about it. It's been really fun talking to you. Um, I said, I just really needed that hug. He said, I really needed and wanted the hug from you. And I was like, well, yeah, same. (laughs) 
I said, but you know, oh well. Um, I actually, I was like, I told him, I said, I actually feel worse now than I did before I needed the hug, but this has been fun. And then I said, um, when I got back to my car, I said, you know, it took a lot for me to get the nerve up to do this. I said, and you couldn't even be on time. So just maybe we shouldn't text anymore. And we had some words we kind of we went back and forth a little bit not in a nasty way but um I was really hurt and I I all right so let me explain something my time is extremely valuable to me because I don't have a lot of extra time I have three kids and I'm running my own business. I don't have a whole lot of extra time. I have to fit my friends in when I can. I have to fit other people in when I can because I'm busy, you know, being a mother and being a business owner, you know, pretty all the time. Being a mother is 24-7, 365. Like I'm always got to be a mother. And, you know, this is my business. I always have to be a business owner. You know, at any moment, I can have a client text me and say, hey, I need this. And I have to snap out of mommy mode or just regular old, regular, degular, schmegular Ashley mode and snap into businesswoman, businesswoman Ashley, you know, to handle that, what I need to handle for them. Um, So my time is extremely valuable. And I don't like for it to be wasted. And one of the biggest signs of disrespect, in my opinion, is to be late. And to be extremely late means that you really don't give a fuck, in my opinion. So, like, in my head, I was like, wait a minute. We made plans to meet between 11.45 and 12. I get there at 12 and you don't text me until 12.15. At 12.15, you're not telling me you're pulling up. You're telling me you're going to be 20 more minutes, which means let's just round that up to you wasn't going to get here until 12.45. My nigga. Huh? And we were meeting outside and it was cold. So I was standing outside for about 20 minutes waiting for him. So I was big mad. Anyway. (laughs) So basically what we kind of boiled it all boiled it all down to was it was miscommunication on both of our parts. You know, he was in a meeting that ran too long and he didn't realize that he was going to be that late. I neglected to let him know that I had other things that I needed to tend to after me and him met up. So we just chalked it up, you know, we just took the L, charged it to the game. And was basically like, okay, you know, let's try again. We'll try again another time. Um, But am I wrong? Like, was I wrong for popping off? Because I I have a couple of my friends telling me like, no, you weren't wrong. And I have a couple friends telling me like, yeah, girl, you was dead ass wrong. Like, why did you pop off on that man like that? He didn't owe you anything. Because in my head, like, no, he doesn't really owe me anything. But like, 
if you're meeting uh, like because you know we're not dating like no so in that way yeah you're right he doesn't owe me anything because i'm not his girlfriend i'm not even somebody that he's dating but if you're gonna meet up with me you do owe me an explanation for why you're late you owe me more than what i got than the information that you gave me at first you owe me more than that in my opinion so oh god y'all so anyway that's what happened to me this week. I hope that me and him can, you know, eventually meet up. Oh, but before I go, let me say this. One of my friends told me, and someone else in my life told me, that I have my, my hopes are too high. Here's the thing. And just, just hear me out. My hopes might be too high. But I don't see that changing. And I get where they're coming from. They're coming from a place of wanting of wanting to protect me and wanting me to protect myself. You know, they're coming from a place of, it's not coming out that way, but I'm mature enough to sit down, you know, and be like, well, why are they saying that to me? They're saying it to me because they want me to protect myself and because they love me, they want to protect me as well. So really what they're saying is, we can't stand to see you hurt like this. Please stop getting your hopes so high. Because my feelings were big hurt. Like, big hurt. And the reason why my feelings were big hurt is because I was like, damn, like, I was telling you I was nervous. I was, t- I was vulnerable. I was telling you I was nervous. I was telling you I was apprehensive. I was telling you I had bur- butterflies. And I still took a chance. And you couldn't even be on time. Which basically made me feel like you didn't give a fuck. It kind of, I didn't get stood up because I understand that when someone gets stood up, that person literally doesn't show up and you never hear from them again, probably. Um, So I understand like that's kind of like the definition of stood up, but I felt stood up because you didn't come. Like, yeah, we were communicating, but you still, excuse me, you still didn't show up. So, um, I, so I understand, like, so I, so I was, I was very hurt. I was hurt. My feelings were hurt. Um, and I, and because of everything that I've been through the last 18 months, my friends and my family are very protective and they don't want to see me hurting. So I, I get that's why they, they don't want me to get my hopes high, but I just need them to understand my hopes are always going to be high. And they're what they weren't high in a way of like, oh my God, this is the one, and you know, this is the the love of my second life, and we're gonna get married, and I'm gonna have more babies, and we're gonna have this beautiful home. No, 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 no. <laughs> my hopes weren't high in that way. My hopes were high, like, oh, I'm finally gonna start dating again. I'm finally gonna have like somebody to talk to. I'm finally gonna have somebody to, you know, show me affection. I'm finally gonna have somebody to take me out, like somebody yet to flirt with that's where my hopes were high at not like oh my god this is the next love of my life like no my hopes weren't anywhere near high in that area my hopes were high for oh my god I'm about to start dating again and this is exciting and I can't wait so in that regard my hopes are always going to be high like they just are and it might sound silly and especially it might sound silly and it might sound high school for my hopes to be high about dating but it's just me. That's just who I am. I am a hopeless romantic. And that probably sucks in this day and age. Because, you know, 
Okay, I'm sorry, you guys. I think I got cut off. So um, like I was saying, you know, being a hopeless romantic is just something I'm always going to be. It's just in me. It's ingrained in me. It will probably always be in me. It's just who, it's just who I am. It's a, just a, it's a part of me. And I understand that nobody wants me to get hurt. But if I throw a wall up to protect myself from getting hurt, nothing's ever going to get in. Like, yeah, no bad's going to get in, but no good is going to get in either. So like this, I just have to take the L. Like, you know, I'm not saying that he's an L because we've been talking and everything is fine now, you know, but like there, I'm going to get hurt. And I've accepted that, you know, and I, I wish my friends and family could accept that. But I understand it's coming from a place of we cannot see you after everything we've been, you've been through. We can't even see you in a little bit of pain. Um, but it's just, it's, it's going to happen and it's who I am. And it sucks to be a hopeless romantic in 2021 because I just don't know who raised these men or these women, you know, women can get it too, but you know, I, I am a woman, so I'm dealing with men. So I'm, I'm more like, I don't know what, what's going on with these men than I, than I don't know what's going on with these women. I'm on the women's side, but you know, I can tell them both like where they're wrong, but you know, yeah, it sucks being a hopeless romantic, but I just don't see it stopping. And honestly, to be complete, to be 100% honest, I like that I'm a hopeless romantic. I like that I want love to be like a fairy tale. You know, like, does that seem unrealistic? Sure. But a fairy tales are subjective. That It's person to person. If you ask me, a, my love with Joel was like a fairy tale for a long time. I even had one of my friends tell me, that she she wants her future relationship to be like me and Joel's because it's like a fairy tale. So it's it's subjective, you know? So yeah, I'm going to hold out for the fairy tale and I'm going to get my hopes up every time. It's just going to happen, you know? And will I get hurt? Sure, but I'll be all right. Like I'll thug it out. I'll be fine. I'm an adult. Like I can handle it. You know, I'm not going to, you know do anything drastic because my feelings got hurt. I'm a cry and I'm a thug it out. Like I will never fold. So and that's just it. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys liked my little story time and I hope to do more of these now that I feel like I might be, I might be reentering the dating scene. We'll, we'll, we'll see how this shakes out. But have a great night, and I will see you guys on the next one. Bye.